So what started is uh, going to be one episode. I'm now into the fourth episode of this mini-series about feedback. And this time I'm going to talk about taking feedback. So I talked about giving feedback like you care. Now let's talk about taking feedback like it matters to you. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? Let me start again with why getting feedback is so important to you. And and I'll make the statement that I made in, uh, I think, the first of uh, this series of episodes, that positive feedback makes you feel better. Negative feedback makes you better. And you need both. So obviously, getting positive feedback is going to be pretty easy to take, right? I, I don't, I don't really. Hopefully, I don't really know how to uh, or think that I should help you determine how to take positive feedback. I will say one thing, and that is, be gracious, be humble, acknowledge, and think. I just made this up. So be gracious. Be humble, don't let it get to your head, acknowledge the feedback, and thank the other person for giving you positive feedback. But we're going to focus more, or I'm going to focus more, on getting or taking negative feedback. Now, why am I saying taking or not getting or or receiving feedback? Uh, First, or I should say second. Second is, if I want to say receiving feedback then the alter- the uh, the opposite side of it is transmitting feedback so the last 3 episodes should have talked about transmitting feedback and not giving feedback but it's really that you are taking feedback which is an active action you're actually acting to take that feedback Getting or receiving the feedback is like somebody put it in your lap and that's it. That's the end of it. But you're actually taking it. You're taking it in. So just like the other person is giving feedback, it's an action. It's it's something proactive. You are taking that feedback. Here's an interesting question or a predicament. What happens if nobody offers you any feedback? You know, does that mean that you're perfect? Uh, Probably not. So why is nobody offering you feedback? Well, remember one thing? I found statistically in one of my surveys that people are 106% more likely to give feedback if they trust the other person. Maybe they don't trust you. Maybe the reason you're not getting feedback is because other people are not trusting you. Another statistic from the same survey was that 
people are 76% more receptive to feedback when they trust the other people. So maybe you're not getting it. You're actually getting it. You're just not receptive to it. And the reason is because you don't trust them. Bottom line is you're not getting feedback. So what do you do? Well, it, that's pretty simple. You ask for it. If nobody's giving you feedback, then you ask for feedback. So the second question is, what if they're not ready to give it to you? You ask for feedback and you can see that they're not ready to give it to you. I mean, you look at their faces. They didn't say a single word and you can look at their faces and know that this person has some feedback to give you. And you ask, so, okay, I, I can tell that <laughs> there's something that you want to tell me here, but they're not ready to give it to you. Don't push. Don't push them to give you feedback. Let them give it to you when they're ready. You may ask them, will you be ready? I, I hope that at some point you can give me this feedback. I mean, this, this might be not necessarily pressure, but enough motivation for them at some point to come to you and, uh, and give you feedback. The most important part is that you sense, you tell them, you let them know that you sense that they have feedback for you. You want to say that it's important for you to get their feedback. That's another motivation for them. And by the way, that shows that you're receptive to that feedback. Maybe you can even promise, listen, I promise you I'm not going to react on it. I promise you that, that I'm not going to retaliate. And obviously here, your track record will speak louder than, than your words. Obviously, your body language and tone of voice would uh, uh, need to be consistent with those words. But try and make it safe for them to, um, to let you know. Maybe even give them the alternatives. You know, maybe they're not ready to give it to you to your face in person. They're intimidated. Uh, do you want us to go somewhere? A place where you're going to feel more comfortable giving it to me? Do you want to maybe write it to me? Do you want to maybe talk to somebody else and ask them to tell me that because you don't feel comfortable? So even acknowledge the fact that they're not comfortable. But seek that feedback. Seek that feedback and make it easy enough for them to give you that feedback. You know what? Maybe if you felt something, maybe what you want to do is go, well, if someone is feeling something here and I have a feeling of what this is, but I'm not sure. I wonder if other people are thinking the same. I can start my own survey. I can have a third party start a survey that's completely anonymous to try and get that feedback. Do something to get that feedback, but don't push. Don't force them to give you that feedback. Now, a good time, what's a good time to ask for feedback? Right after you did something for which you need feedback. You know, you gave a presentation for the first time. You need feedback right now. I'll tell you a story. When, when I... Um, when I became a general manager at Texas Instruments, uh, I needed to give a business unit presentation to our, our senior VP. And our my boss, my direct boss, was right in between us hierarchically. And uh, I, I never gave a uh, business line, business unit presentation in Texas Instruments. Uh, so I did that in other companies uh, where, you know, things are done in a different way. And so I came in there, I had all the details in my head, and I just gave the entire presentation myself. Well, after that presentation, right after that presentation, I went to my boss and I asked her, how do you think that went? 
And she said, it didn't go very well. And the reason was because I gave the whole presentation. I asked that feedback. I got that feedback. I acted on that feedback. The next quarter, when we gave the presentation, I had my entire team, team of four, gave give the report. I started by giving the high level, the opening, introduced members of my team. They gave the details. I wrapped it up at the end. Right after that meeting, I went to my boss. How did this one go? This one was just great. So when you ask for feedback, ask right after you did something for which you do want to know how, how was it accepted on the other side. The longer you wait, the less impactful it's going to be. You know, if, if I don't get the feedback right now, I may start getting entrenched in my own ways. But if I immediately ask for it, this is the time for me to make those changes. They may decide not to give you that feedback. Maybe the other person is ready to give it to you now, right after you did something. But as time goes by, they may decide, you know what? Life's too short. Let somebody else give them that feedback. No, I got no feedback for you. Whereas if you ask for their feedback right after you did something for which that had an impact on them, they would have given it to you then. But since you waited, by the way, they may think that since you waited, maybe this is not really you asking for that feedback. Maybe it's somebody telling you to ask for that feedback, which they are starting to doubt your motivation to ask for that feedback, as opposed to you ask it right after you did something that may or may not have impacted them. They may not remember if you wait too long. You know, you wait too long and uh, then you go, you remember that presentation that I gave three months ago? How, how do you think that went? Well, maybe it wasn't that important for them. And they're trying to remember what happened three months ago. I have no idea. Here's what I think happened. And that's, that's one thing that you want to avoid. They may just water it down, you know, kind of close to the fact that three months after the fact, they don't want to tell you because they think that now the reason you're asking now, there's probably a hidden agenda, a hidden motivation. Maybe it's not you. Maybe somebody is telling you to. Uh, they may still give you the feedback, but they're going to water it down. Whereas it's the freshest on their mind and they're going to be more likely to be open uh, right now than later. Sometimes, sometimes it is the other way around and they might not tell you right now. They might want to think about that. They might want to get their thoughts organized and, and try and see what in what they're about to say is their perception, their assumptions, their biases versus uh, what really took place. So, if you're asking for feedback, and again, they're saying, I'm, I'm not ready right now, you may want to ask, would you be ready later? But I already talked about that uh, before. So try to ask right after something has happened. When I talked about you giving feedback, I asked you to ask the other person whether they are ready to take that feedback now and do not force them to take feedback if they're not ready. Let's turn this around now. 
What if you're not ready to take feedback? What if somebody, I mean, obviously, if you're not ready to take feedback, don't ask for it or don't ask for it now. Ask for it when you are ready. But what if somebody comes to you and says, uh, I have some feedback for you? Uh, even if they start talking, actually, they start giving you that feedback. Specifically, if they ask you, uh, "Can are you ready to take some feedback? Can I give you some feedback? What if you're not ready right now? You know, you're not in the right, maybe this is not the right time. Maybe this is, uh, maybe it's not the right time. You know, you're about to go on stage for something completely different. This is not the time to get feedback on what happened in the previous meeting. Maybe this is not the right place. Maybe, I don't know, emotionally you're not there uh, in, in being ready. First of all, I have to say congratulations. Congratulations to you. Congratulations for your ability to realize that this is not the right time for you to take that feedback. So don't ignore it. Don't force yourself to take feedback. If this is not the right time, if you are not emotionally to get feedback, don't take feedback. Because here's what's going to happen. If you take feedback when you're not emotionally ready to take feedback, you may do more harm than good. You're, you're in a place where everything's going to be emphasized. It's, everything's going to be extreme. Everything you're going to hear, you know, if, if I was in a more relaxed, in a more receptive state of mind, then, then I would really take everything in proportion. Right now, everything is out of proportion. Uh, you will not take it and really benefit from it if you're not emotionally ready to take that feedback. You're probably going to get too defensive. You're going to get emotional. You're going to be irrational. You're going to attack back. You know, the best defense is a good offense, right? So if you feel defensive, guess what? Fight or flight, right? You're going to fight. You're either going to clam up as a shell and take nothing in, or you're going to go out guns blazing. You're going to fight. You're going to attack them back. How is that helping? They're not going to give you feedback again if you attack them every time you, they give you feedback. So it is really important that you realize that this is not the right time. This is not the right place. You're not in the right state of mind. And what you do is you say it. Just tell them, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, I, it is better to take that feedback when you are ready, when you're less emotional, when you're more rational, it's going to be more effective. So I'm not ready to take your feedback right now. But that's not enough because what you just told them is that you're not receptive. And if you're not receptive, you're not to be trusted. They may not give you another, uh, they may not give you feedback. If all you do is you just say, I'm not ready to take your feedback, period. End of sentence. This is it. They're not going to give you feedback again, and they're not going to trust you. Propose another place or time. Tell them, listen, I, I can't take it right now. You know, I'm about to go on stage. I'm about to go into a meeting. This is not related to that meeting. You may want to ask them, is that related to that meeting? This is not related to this meeting. And so um, can we do it in another time? How about... We meet at your office in three days or Monday at three, whatever. J just propose something. Maybe propose that 
let me get back to you with, with the time. You don't know exactly what time, what place. Let me get back to you with the time. Okay? Now, keep in mind that you are or may be losing an opportunity to get this feedback. Remember what I said, ask for feedback right when something, when you did something that may have had impact on another person. And so if, if you're delaying getting this feedback, uh, you may be losing an opportunity to get it because by the time you do ask for it, they may not want to give it to you anymore. They may have watered it down. They may have not remembered as well. It's It may not be as effective. They may challenge your motivation to ask for that feedback at that time. So you may be losing the opportunity. I'm still going to say that it is better not to take feedback when you are not emotionally ready to take it than to take it when uh, when you are not. Let me say this again. I'm not sure that I did say it right. It is better to say I'm not ready and ask for it later than to say than to take the feedback when you're not ready, when you're not emotionally ready. That sounds better. So you're going to propose another time. Now the follow up, the ball is in your court. You have to follow up, not them. Somebody said to you, I have feedback for you. You said, I'm not ready right now. Or maybe they said, I have feedback for you. And you said, I'm not ready right now. You have to follow up, not them. They're not going to come back and say, well, uh, are you ready now? I mean, they might, but it's going to be rare. Most likely what they're going to do is they're just going to trust you less and not offer you feedback that you need to grow, to be better, to be a better version of yourself. So it's up to you to follow up. If you don't follow up, they're not going to get you. They're not going to give you feedback again. They're going to know that you're ignoring them. It's going to say that you're not receptive. And guess what? Someone who's not receptive is, that's right, not trusted as much. By the way, not being ready to take feedback, when I say say it, that, that you're not ready, I'm not only assuming that they're asking you if you're ready to take feedback. It's not that they're saying, hey, are you ready to take feedback? And you're saying, not right now. They may actually just start by giving feedback. Now, I already told you, when you're the one giving feedback, ask. Make sure that, that they're ready to receive. But what if the other person did not listen to my podcast and does not know that they have to actually ask and see that you're ready to receive? They just start with the feedback. You can actually stop them. Do it in a respectful way. Explain why. Tell them, listen, I, I, can, can I stop you for just one second? This feedback is important to me. I do want to get that feedback. I'm not emotionally there right now. Maybe because I'm about to get on a into a meeting with a client, with a customer. Maybe you ask them, is this related to the meeting I'm about to have? And they say no. Say, hold that thought, please. I, I would love to get your feedback. I can't do it right now. You can just say, hey, stop. Maybe it's not a matter of time or, or emotional uh, ability. Maybe it's a matter of uh, place. You can say, hey, stop stop for a second. Can, can we go to my office? Can we go to your office? Make it a place that's comfortable for them to give you feedback. Can we go somewhere else? Can we not do it here? Or can we not do it now? 
So you can stop them even if they started. Explain why. Don't don't just be, you know, stop it. Don't want feedback now. Because then when you get back, they're going to go, no, that's fine. Uh, forget it. Forget I suggested. Forget I asked. So even if they start, stop them. Be respectful. Change time. Change place. It's on you. Follow-up is on you, not on them. What if you suspect that there is an ulterior motive for why they're giving you feedback? That they're not giving you feedback to help you improve, but they're giving you feedback for any other reason, to feel good about themselves, to uh, shame you, uh, to uh, compare themselves to you in front of other people, uh, to make you think something, whatever that ulterior motive is. What if you suspect that there is an ulterior motive? Do you just ignore them? So the, the first question to ask is, do you really know that there is an ulterior motive? You know, you may think you know, this might be an assumption, this might be one of your biases, this might be how you see those people, this might be what they typically do. They typically give feedback only when they have an ulterior motive, they have a hidden agenda. Maybe this time they're not. You don't know. So first of all, keep in mind that you don't really know that they do have an ulterior motive. If you do know that they have an ulterior motive, Unless this becomes really a spectacle in front of other people, uh, when it becomes completely disrespectful, when you know that it's going to really hurt the dynamics, maybe even within the team, unless those happen, don't stop them. Let them, let them speak. First of all, it might help you realize that they don't have an ulterior motive, that they don't have a hidden agenda, that actually, even though 99% of the time this is why they do this, this is why they give people, they give, uh, they give feedback to people, they do that to shame other people, this time they're not. This time they really do have your interest. And only if you start listening to it, uh, you will know. But the last point in this is that even if there is an ulterior motive, even if there is a hidden agenda, maybe, just maybe, you can actually benefit from it. And, and if only for that reason, why not? Hear them out, you decide what you do with it, you decide how to interpret that, but you may still benefit from it. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, write a review for this podcast, because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com workshops, online courses at trustedatwork.com, find my books on Amazon, or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? 
Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.